Hi. Welcome to another episode of Soju Chronicles. I am Nat. And I'm Nikki. And we are here to talk everything dramas, anime, mangas, and all the in-between. Oh, and books too. Yay. Yes. (laughs) So let's start with what are you drinking? So today, I feel, I don't know if I, have I drank this before? I probably have. So I'm drinking um, a barefoot spritzer. It's a rosé wine-based spritzer. I'm writing it down. It is, it is, um, it has aromas of pomegranate and chamomile. Chamomile? 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 Yeah. Chamomile. And I think it's only like 4% or something. It's not very heavy. Oh, oh, wow. It's actually, it's 5.5% alcohol. Oh, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, Yeah. I don't really like chamomile, like if it's chamomile tea, but um, sounds good. Barefoot is good. When we did a get-together, like a very small bubble-related get-together on Saturday for my (laughs) cousin's birthday, we had I barefoot saw, wine. I saw the Instagram, I saw the Instagram post. <laughs> yes. We kept, it was like eight of us, which is my bubble, basically. Mm-hmm. Every single part, every single, not quote unquote party, but every single get together we had last year was just the same people. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we had barefoot wine and oh my God, like that stuff is dangerous. Like I drank three glasses of that, just like, like it was juice. Cause that's what it tasted like. It, <laughs> See, I'm not a big fan of barefoot just because it's like, like if I'm going for something that's just like not like fruity and not mm-hmm. really too serious of a wine, then I'll go for that. But like overall, I don't really drink barefoot as much. Mm. That, was, Makes that sense. was a very college wine of me, but now my tastes have elevated, you know? <laughs> well, I do like, like sweet sort of wines. I've always really liked them. Um, actually, though, it's funny because if I had to go choose between white or red, I usually do go with the wine, I, uh, the white, because I do like I do prefer drier wines to that rich like reds. Um, but I am drinking a tried and true, country born, city crafted beer from Brickworks <laughs> Cider House. This is the stadium. I think like you oh, love Brickworks. Brickworks, Brickworks is definitely we deserve a Brickworks um, sponsorship. Yes, we can do commercials yeah. for you. Because um, we are also country-born and city-crafted. As mm-hmm. this stadium <laughs> island peach <laughs> premium craft cider. <laughs> uh, so it is <laughs> fermented with fresh Ontario apples, as you know. It is uh, about 4.5%. And you know what? If they were sponsoring us, I would definitely read this whole thing about the story of Toronto Island. But I'm not. Um, but they're not sponsoring us that you will so i'm not uh but it was a choice between this and like this really weird pink punk was it pinky brewster raspberry wheat ill so i guess this is what i'll drink next time basically what i'm doing is i'm trying to clear out all of the stuff that i have here so that i can do an order online for some like really obscure ontario stuff that i can recommend to Amanda and whoever else is listening. So, <laughs> yes, that is the... <laughs> so is Amanda. Of- Amanda from Certified Nunas. Oh, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. Amanda is our loyal b- listener, by the way. You Actually, know you should check her out. She's on um, this new podcast called Road to Hagdom. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, I've seen the tweets. I have not so seen funny. what it is. Is it? Okay. And basically, it's 
it's people like us, actual K-pop hags, who still love the stuff. <laughs> and they play games and they drink and they talk they and they have a good time. It's so funny. So yeah, I'm definitely recommending that to you. <laughs> but anyways, let's get into Wait, Sorry. No, Sorry. Sorry. We're just gonna talk. Okay. But I so Nikki, you know, co-bogger of with unbuttered mm-hmm. unease. Um, you know, she has like her uh drama tea where she talks about drama right away. So yes. I guested on an episode. Oh. Um, I'm not sure when it's gonna be posted, but I'll let you guys know when it's posted. And it's ba- we basically did an anti to be watched um tag so like i don't know if you know the book community but they have like this anti-tbr thing that they do where it's basically they talk about it's like a it's your tbr risk but it's your anti-tbr risk so it's like books you have no intention of reading like show like you know like authors mm-hmm. you don't want to read like the classics that you don't want to read stuff like that so we took that and we like switched it around to like an anti to be watched tag where we talk about oh korean actors that we know we're not gonna watch or like writer mm. like stories and stuff it's fun so i'll i'll link it when it's posted it was very fun and i told okay. her we would invite her on here so this yeah. is your official invitation to come guest on soju chronicles nikki <laughs> if she's watching if she's listening <laughs> Matt is Matt is always <laughs> Matt is always confusing watching and listening and whatever. Anyways, first topic. <laughs> yes, animes and mangas. Woo! We actually realized Woo! that we didn't have like a hornwa that we were watching. Um, so I read one, but okay. let's talk about other stuff first. I have to, I'm like looking it up because I I totally forgot it already, so I have to look it yeah. up. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think it's still a bit dry. I mean, the only thing that I got really a chance to do was read those three volumes of Fushigi Yugi, which is what we are buddy reading. And um, a lot happened. A lot. Um, According to my notes, um, did you see the part when Nakago, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, or Nakago or whatever, when he, when they had Tamahome for the first time, right? And he... He was like, there's something different about this guy. He was able to hold his own against me. And then he touched his face or whatever. And I thought, I was like, are we going the boy love route? Like, is that what's going on here? <laughs> because they literally had a moment. Like, they had an actual moment. It was it was crazy. And then Yui, of course, being, you know, as annoying and <sighs> annoying okay. as she is. So let's first, let's, let's, so let's summarize. So volume four. Yes. Volume okay. four. Um, so you want we to pick up uh, this. Uh, honestly, I don't even. Um, I, I'm just going by what my notes are telling me, right? So <laughs> it could be wrong. So volume four, we pick up basically. You know, the last time we talked about this, uh, Yui was like, "Fuck Miyaka, she's a dumbass bitch. She chose Dick over me. I love Tamahome, Blah blah blah. So then, um, basically, Tamahome leaves Miyaka. To go to Yui. Um, I'm not sure I caught why he did that. So did, he did apparently he so apparently he did it because um he thought that Yui was being held against her will and he was he wanted to to um sacrifice he was trying to sacrifice himself so that they would leave Miyaka alone so she could go and find the rest of the um Zodiac. Oh, the people. Celestials. 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because they still need to get two more. And he knew that they would not stop trying to murder her if she, he didn't like appease Yui, who was their, um, you know, their, their witch or whatever. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically that's why he's, he was basically just like a, a captive in that regard. And that's why he told Miyaka like, Oh, when you find the two, then you know, we'll be together. It was kind of like his idea. So volume okay. four was called bandit. And that's when they got captured by those bandits. And yes. there was that weird story, but they met one of the, um, celestial beings. Was it, Ta- what's his name? Taksui? Um, yeah. Like Tsuki. Tsuki. Yes. Yes, exactly. So they met up with Tsuki and, um, then they were in that weird village where that girl was like, murdering people yeah (laughs) which was kind of an interesting story but also kind of just like mm, like i was kind of like what like how are they how is this like what 19 volumes long or whatever like if this is where we are already like i feel like we're tired i feel like the story is tired you know oh girl i was actually gonna tell you this but i was gonna wait until we were done talking about it but i was like after reading chapter um volume six i was like I don't think I'm going to do it anymore, to be honest. Stop quitting things, okay? Stop giving up. I'm not a quitter. I was, okay, fine. I'll do it just because it's you. And just because yes. you're telling me not to quit. But it's just like, oh my God. I was just like, like, I feel like right now the story is so contingent on me caring about Miyaka and Tamahome's <laughs> love. And I yeah. don't give a fuck. Like, I do not give a single flying fuck. Like I couldn't, I could not care less. Like the entire like of chapter like of volume five and six when they're like, you have to fight Tamahome, blah blah. I was just like, are we done yet? <laughs> Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Like, <laughs> yeah. And honestly, uh, though, like, okay, so like volume five was like about rival, right? Was was titled mm-hmm. rival, and that's when we saw that Yui, like, instead of you know, like. I think we're supposed to feel sorry for Yui, but Yui is clearly also, like, a predator who was, like, sexually harassed in Tamahome. So, like, I could not feel sorry for her at that point. Because she was, yeah, like... And then she and she tried to manipulate, because she used the fact that she was, like, um, you know, trigger warning for this section. But, like, yeah. she used the fact that she was raped to, like, appease to him just to be, like, oh, I, that's why I need you, blah, 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 you know? But, like, you knew that she was be manipulative about it oh yeah and she was like showing up in like no clothes and like hugging on him and he was all like mia there were like these last three these last three like volumes there were a lot of non-consensual kissing and acts and stuff and i was just like um very uncomfortable with this especially since they're 15 year olds too like I was just like, um, hmm, very sketchy. (laughs) (laughs) For chapter 19, I wrote, Emperor tried a ting, but the ting flaps, and now they're caught. (laughs) 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 Okay, wait, all right, if we're gonna read notes, okay, so volume four, right? Here here are Nikki's very articulately listed notes for volume four. Tamahome leaves, Emperor kisses Miyaka bandits naruku's saying he's cuter than miyaka he's not wrong <laughs> miyaka kidnapped yui tells tamahome she was raped 
Crystal Ball is equal to Dragon Ball. Ooh, this is Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I wrote, um, so in one of the chapters, they had um, Miyaka practicing history or like studying history so that she could memorize it, right? Mm-hmm. And they talked about how, you know, um, Commodore Perry, you know, when he he arrived at the Japanese port and that's when Japan entered the world stage. I'm like, no, that bitch came to the port and said, open your fucking door, bitch. And Japan <laughs> at that point didn't have the power to say no. So that was actually forcing them out of isolationalism. <laughs> like, history matters. And I literally wrote in quote, in like all capital letters, history matters. <laughs> so... <laughs> and then I wrote not Hodohori being elitist when he went to um was it when was it when they were at Tamahome's house or whatever and he's like okay stop cause why did one of my notes say that Miyaka Miyaka does not have her priorities right Tamahome is poor the emperor is rich what is wrong with you girl <laughs> Oh my god, did you see that time? Okay, let me tell you. Time home is born as a male lead, but he does a lot of stuff that cracks me up. Like when Yui gave him like that silk outfit, and he was like, Oh, I wonder how much I could sell this for. I was like, yeah. That's right, King. That's right. Always thinking about how to make a dollar. <laughs> so my my volume five notes. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. How does she know where Tamahome lives? Damn, I'm over this couple, lol. Bitch, we get it. You love him. Shut up. Hi, Piper? <laughs> Question marks. All seven constellations. Yui trying to love spell on Tamahome. Wish I cared about her seeing Tamahome. <laughs> Tamahome and Yui are lame. Tamahome and Miyaka are lame. Why am I still reading this? Tamahome very much. He's trying to kill everybody. That was the end of chapter of volume five. <laughs> you know what's funny? I remember reading that being like, oh, so this is like in Sailor Moon when Queen Sarah um, <laughs> kid, uh, kidnaps and brainwashes um, Darian and makes her him think that he's her champion. And then he spends all his time trying to kill her. And then Serena saves him with the power of love. And <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what it was. Like that scene when she was like, I love mm-hmm. you. And then they disappeared. And he has that single tear going down his cheek. And he was like, what is this? And... and <laughs> <laughs> Nakago's like, um, maybe that spat that spell didn't work as well as we thought it did. And I was just reading it, but I will admit in, in volume six, Summoner, right? I did mm-hmm. I was like, what is this hidden card? Because Nakago seems like he is so sure he's gonna win this. So I was actually kind of stressed reading that because I was like, what is the reveal? Who's the bad guy? And then I remembered the stupid Pied Piper dude, and I was like, oh. Yeah, of course he's the bad guy because we didn't see him help anybody this whole time. Yeah, he's literally just been brainwashing the um, Hodori, right? So yeah, um, I don't know why you were stressed. I was literally just like, okay, (laughs) Chiriko equals bad men. That's what I wrote. Yeah, my so volume six notes. You and come home almost sex. Ew, Miyaka cock block in the mine. Everybody just making out with everybody. Miyaka, priorities please. Tamahome is poor. The emperor is rich. Emperor stabs Tamahome. 
Miyaka's love saves Tamahome. Talk about pussy power. Yawn. Oh my god, I really don't care about Miyaka and Tamahome's love. <laughs> really though, the power of her vagina has saved the world at this point. Um but we're already at I this point it. in and it's it's volume six. What else are they is in the rest of the they, like, I just feel like everything moved too sure. quickly. It did. I just feel like it everything did. moved way too quickly. Like, if they had given me time to actually figure out why Miyaka fell in love with Tamahome, I probably would care more. But, like, it literally happened at the end of volume one. Like, she was yeah. in love with him after six chapters. And I was just she, like, but yeah. why? She saw him and she saw the potential. She saw a strapping young man who was trying to make a dollar and she thought I could really okay, and that's why she I'm telling you that's why she a dumb bitch because like you have the emperor <laughs> who is rich as like he is the richest man <laughs> but I'm whatever done. it's cool it's, it's so basically since, you, since you're forcing me to I will continue reading it so but just be noted that the remainder of my Summaries will be don't care about Tom and Miyaka's love. <laughs> okay, so basically, what you should get out of all of that is that we now have the, all the celestials. We have Noriko, Churichiri, Matsuki, Kaki, <clears throat> Tsuki, Tamahome, Miyaka, um, Hodohori, and Chiriko. So we have all of the celestials. They burnt up the scrolls um, because they had a fake celestial. And now they have to go on an even bigger adventure to find the rest and to, to make these wishes and bring down what they're supposed to be bringing down. I can't remember. Yeah, that shit's going to be like, it's going to like wrap up in like two volumes and then they're going to be wondering what they're going to do for the remaining four volumes. And I don't know, they're probably going to like transport to the real world. And yeah, they probably all- will. They probably will have to go back to the real world and make resolutions in there. But I don't know how Yui's gonna be like. Like I understand she went through a lot of trauma, but like, girl, sex like raping a dude is not is not the way. It's not the way to to fix your problems. You know, at this it's point, um, I don't know if her and Nakago are probably gonna become a thing. He doesn't look like he's into girls though, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, but that was Fushigi Yugi. And um, I was going to watch something else, but I've just been kind of tired this week, to be quite honest with you. So I just haven't had a time to like watch anything, really. When I went on Funimation, um, because I was going to I also was going to watch something this week and week um, this weekend into this week. I saw that (laughs) my good old cells at work has another yeah, so, but this yeah. is, it sells at work black. So it's actually, so season one was, okay, I'm not going to tell you. I'm a little, I feel a little bit mm, about this concept just because like, why is it called black? Why is it called sells at work black? But whatever. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but so like season one was a healthy body, right? So it was like, it was a healthy body. And now wow. season two, it's a smoker's body. So it's supposed oh, to be like. Black lungs, so these are all. Yeah, so I um I didn't I, I literally just started it. Already it's a little bit more sexual than the first season, but I'm only on episode one. When I say sexual, I just mean like not like sexual, but like a definitely more like mature. What's the word? Ma- yeah, mature, raunchy type. Because like he was like, 
they were like, ooh, do you think we can hook up with those white blood cells or like stuff like that? And I was just like, what? Because <laughs> like none of that really happened in the first, like in the first season, it was just like, she was just a dumb bitch. But, um, <laughs> and then this time the red blood cell is a man and the, the white blood cell that like is supposed to be the savior is a woman. So we're going to see how it goes. So by the next episode, I will absolutely be talking about it because I'm going to watch it. Because I actually like it. it. It helps me to learn about things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like the magic school bus, you know? Like that's what kind of the concept yeah. kind of reminds me of, to be honest. Uh, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we do have to find like a pornwa to start reading together as well. Yeah. We have to find a finished one. So I yes. read a pornwa. Um, it was very short. It was only forty-two chapters, and it was terrible. Um, What's it called? Because I don't. <laughs> it was. I just didn't get a point of it. It's called yeah. a good manager. Um, and so it's basically, it's like I'm a celebrity manager, but I'm different. Anyone, even the top celebrities and actresses, take their clothes off with my glance. Want to see how it works? Honestly, I don't even know what prompted me to even start this, but then I just had to finish it because I was just like, this is stupid. But basically, I don't even remember. I don't even remember his name. That's how irrelevant it is. But we're just gonna call him um, leader. We're just gonna call him manager. So manager dude is like ugly, wears glasses, and he works for this. He's like newly hired at this company, and he goes like he goes to the company, and they're like, "Oh, you know, we need you to watch over this girl." So he's watching over this like spoiled princess girl, right? And what at some point he just like knocks his his glasses come off or something. And all of a sudden his eyes just hypnotized her and he basically got them to do whatever he wanted. So like he like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Your face says it all. So like basically his eyes, like, like, I don't even, they never explained what happened, like why his eyes do that or anything, nothing. Like you, you were never explained to that. I don't even remember. Like he was just like, oh, you can't do that. But like, whatever. So basically they become like obsessed with him and his dick because of that and so he like slept with her he slept with like she was to be like on this show and he basically like when they went to the he was like oh I can get the writer to give us the the sheets quickly or whatever so he goes over there and he hypnotizes her he was like right you need to hurry up and finish the script and then she's like okay, but you need to give me that dick first. And so while he's giving her the dick. <laughs> you know, like I've seen actually this animated version of this before. I, I'm pretty sure that I've seen it before. <laughs> Maybe you have. So basically like the entire yeah. time she's writing the script, he's like giving a dick or whatever. And then there's like this like super popular idol right or like actually no I think she was like she was popular but now she's no longer popular and she took a role or whatever and she's like the only girl he didn't fuck the entire time so he knew it was the one he was gonna end up with in the end and then it was like a whole all of a sudden there was like this kidnapping scene that came in where they kidnapped that girl and sold her to like the CEO for him to like brutally like rape her and pretty much like do the worst to her but then the guy comes in and saves her but then when he comes in and saves her his like glasses gets knocked off and then like he ends up having to do surgery and then when he comes out of surgery he no longer has that power but then the girl was like oh my god you saved me like you really cared about me you were the best manager I've ever had and so then she gave him the pussy and then he <laughs> 
And I am 100%, I'm not like, I'm not over-exaggerating anything. I am not like, that's literally the story. Like, I kid you not. The story is the manager gets to fuck like every person he comes in contact with, basically. Like he, because he fucked like his original person. He fucked the writer. He fucked like a top star. And then he got, when he got the second, like the other girl, he didn't fuck her, but he saved her. So then he got to fuck her. (laughs) um okay (laughs) Uh, you know there's a market for these kind of stories and um i'm sure that if you found it online somebody took the effort of scanning it out there so you know kudos i guess you know creativity um in the internet internet age is like open and free for all i personally um yeah so i think the reason why i kept reading this is because i thought they would have like some explanation for why he has this power right like yeah but there was no explanation (laughs) like there was they literally explained nothing it was just like he had it somehow and that was it wow (laughs) so yeah oh that was okay um but we'll find one better than that <laughs> we'll, like <laughs> missing O, and we will read it and we will have a good time i think um but yeah i did see that seven deadly sins the next season um would be out this year on netflix so i think oh. it's, it's going to be the last season so i'm very excited for that and then um attack on titan is still going on but i think i'm gonna wait for the rest of the episodes to come out and then sort of watch it all together uh, just because I'm following the manga and there's only one chapter left after this, so I feel like uh, my How is my feelings manga? about the anime are going to vary. I'm not a huge fan of what's been going on, to be quite honest with you. Um, Aaron is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the crew is like split on if they want to kill him or try to save him. I don't know, like. There's a lot going on. And um, Historia had a baby. We don't know who the baby father is. You know, like, there's a lot going on. Um, yeah. Not that great. We found out what how I'm the Titan powers came to be. Them. And it was, un- yeah. Oh, yeah. We found out how the Titan powers came to be. And it was kind of underwhelming, to be quite honest with you. Um, I feel like if you're going to have, like, a big reveal, and, like, that is a huge, huge freaking reveal. Um, Like, not just, like, Mm -hmm. how the Titan powers came to be, but, like, how it connects all these people from the same bloodline and, you know, ethnic, you know, DNA and shit. So I feel like if you're going to do that, you either want to explain it properly and thoroughly or don't explain it at all and leave it a mystery, you know? And I think Mm -hmm. um, Isayama kind of tried to do something in the middle and it didn't really work. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like, this thing happened. Oh my God. Now, you know, <laughs> Ymir is a Titan. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of strange, but there's one chapter left after this. And, you know, everybody's already freaking out like crazy. Obviously, you know how like Attack on Titan, whenever the manga's released, like people go insane on the internet and it yeah, trends. I was saying that all I've been seeing is um, the main fights between um Aramiaka fans and <laughs> Aaron and oh, yes. I, I, know exactly, I know exactly who you're referring to 
Because we both are. No, it's not obviously. just. It's, it's not just her. It's not just oh, her. Really? So like you know, she she's heated for the Aaron Miyaka fans, but then like yeah. I have two friends that are super into it, and they're heated on the Aaron Historia fans. So I see it from both like both sides, and that's literally most of the fights that I see on my timeline is these ships, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I haven't read chapter 138. The, I think the spoilers are out. No, it should be out by now. Usually it's out by, like, the 9th or the 8th. So I don't know why it's not um, what's going on. But I feel like these are really just spoilers so far. I don't think the actual... Um, I don't know if it's actually out yet. But people are, you know, they're just doing too much. I'm going to wait until chapter 39 comes out. 139, sorry, comes out. And then we will see how I feel about Attack on Titan. I mean, I still think it's brilliant. I still think it's one of the better stories out there. Um, I still think Levi is a man, a full man, and all, all the men that I need. But uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. And then... Um, in terms of anime, I'm looking for, like, an anime to watch. Something just... I know if I'm looking for something quick or something, like, to throw myself into. We I don't know. We'll see. Yes, we do. Mm, I'll look for something to watch together. But, yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like there's so much out there in terms of anime, but it's, like, there's so much, you know? Um, did you yeah. ever watch Madoka Magica? I watched I, a few episodes. I don't think I ever finished it. But I don't think it was just because... I don't think I was bored or anything. I just literally think I just was busy with That anime... I actually watched that anime with Black Girl Nerds before, um, <laughs> you know, everything went down. And, um, yeah. like, there was uh, somebody on that site who was, like, doing a live watch every Friday. That mm -hmm. anime fucked me up, but it is a brilliant, mm -hmm. a brilliant take on like the magical girl genre, a very yeah. dark take. But we can watch that together because I've been kind of thinking of rewatching it. To be honest, I really oh enjoyed yes. it. Let's watch it. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. Down. I mean, I loved because I love the magical girl genre too. But everything is so like this is definitely a very introspective look on the genre itself and just like what it, the toll it takes on the girls. And I think that mm -hmm. like, I just remember watching it and being like, I don't trust the, that cat the whole time. <laughs> and people were like, just wait, <laughs> just wait and see. <laughs> so I'm going to, yeah, we should watch that together. And it's on Netflix. So it's easy to watch. You know, it's not really long Yay. either. It's like a short, oh, short show. Is it only show, on so. Canadian Netflix? Is it on my Netflix? Um, I mean, but even if it's not, you have Hulu, you have, like, options, okay? So. <laughs> oh, my God, you know what? Oh, before I forget, my mom yeah. told me to give you a shout-out. <laughs> yeah. She was like, shout-out your friend, the one who's in Canada that you do the podcast with. So I'm giving yes. you a shout-out. And you I wanted it to be on there so that you can, so that every, you can have this forever. <laughs> you should, yeah, you should tell her my actual name because it's like my name is like clearly just made up but also like it's clearly <laughs> also made up by a jamaican person because like, my mom calls me by my full name she's like you know like it's it's you have to say it with the accent or you're not saying it at all like that's kind of the, <laughs> the way it works okay um <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Okay. So let's get on to dramas. Okay. Um, so yes. Let's first yes, talk yes. about what we've individually been watching, and then what we watched together or slash what we're supposed to be watching together yes so so i was actually bad i did not continue find yourself and i didn't continue um the untamed the untamed not i just i, I wasn't really in a drama mood for the last couple of weeks i don't know why like i feel like this week i got mm-hmm. back on track and which is why i got mm-hmm. caught up on the stuff we're watching together but like i just wasn't really like this is okay. I'll just be completely honest, guys. Every time I turn on my TV, I had the choice of like Disney Plus, <laughs> Amazon Prime, Netflix, and then you know what? I, I already did? know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I already know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I went into YouTube and I said, "Give me some more Got Seven." <laughs> so that's what I did. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, so you have no dramas that you watched individually. No. So what you tell us what you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's tell. Let us know um, what you do watch individually. So here's the so in the same respect of you like not really um sorry, not really watching anything. Um I kinda was in a like I was in a watching mood. So I feel like I go like I but between our recordings, right, it would seem like I either am in a super reading mood where I read a lot or I'm in a watching mood where I watch a lot, right? So even, so I watched a lot, but I watched a lot of one thing. (laughs) Fair enough. So then the reason why I have not really read anything in the last because I this weekend I was like, oh, I'm gonna read not this well, yeah, whatever. The weekend I was like, oh, I'm gonna read stuff, but then I was like, oh, you know what? I need to watch Storm Eye first, and I was like, I'm only gonna watch two episodes of Storm Eye because I'm gonna do a first impression and then I'm gonna get to read. Yeah. That did not happen, girl. I sat there and I watched all 12 of the available episodes <laughs> that were sub, and it's funny because okay, so Storm Eye, um, okay. I'm gonna look it up too. A story about a team of agents is told from the perspective of An Jin and Ma Shang, showing no fear in their mission to uphold justice. These officers work hard to protect national interests. Ma Shang is a national security agent who receives a special mission to trail a spy from beyond the borders all the way to Shanxin city while performing surveillance work mashan discovered that the spy is but a small fry in their grander scheme of things and their group is to and their goal is to steal the top secret research of wadding group due to extenuating circumstances mashan is dispatched directly to shocking to collaborate with the city brewer in commencing an investigation under a codename storm eye as a team is formed mashan realizes that the local team leader is none other than his high school's classmate Ajin who had left 10 years ago without saying goodbye so that's the descri- description yes. so naturally the reason why I had to watch it was well it was two reasons well three reasons so first reason because, yes <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a picture of him and I, I it made sense but yes <laughs> okay that's my man you know, I'm proud of him. In our last episode, we talked about Fuck, Mary Kill. And I said that I was going to let him and Shao Shan run a train on me, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we realized in an episode of Not Your Average Netizens that in order to for it to be a train, there has to be at least seven guys. 
That's oh. what the Urban Dictionary said. Yes. So I need. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I understand now. Anyways, so that so the first season was Wing Shang. Second yes. reason was so um, Wing Shang and the lead actress Yang Ming. They were in a drama together. Actually, a lot of these people, like a lot of the cast members, are in the same this drama called Eternal Love. Um, AKA 10 Miles of Pleach Bottom, which is like, okay. it was, it's a very popular, one of the most popular, like, um, fantasy, shanja, sea dramas that you can watch. I personally mm-hmm. was not the biggest fan of it, but they were, they were in it. And like, he, his storyline for a bit, cause he's the demon, he was the demon king. And then the, one of the, the actress, Daisy D was his, was his sister. And so he was a demon king and then he kind of fell in love with with Yang Ming's character in that um, mm-hmm. show, in that show, but then their love was not fated to be because <laughs> um, he like not him, but um, her like cousin pretended to be hit, to be her, and they like ended up having sex. It was a whole thing, so ended up they ended up breaking up. Whatever. So a lot of people were like, "Oh, we we'll watch this because we get to see them in like another." Um, in another like genre, like try to like yeah. a second chance type thing, and then the third reason was because I really enjoy um, Daisy Day, and I don't I feel like I have not seen her in a lot of things. Like I feel like she needs to have more roles, and this has solidified my thoughts on it because like she's really good in this role. So mm-hmm. I started it, and I'm not gonna lie, I knew even though I was gonna watch this, I expected this shit to be boring as fuck. I was like. I was pre- I was mentally preparing to have to suffer through these episodes just so that I could be like, let me pay my husband's bills by giving him a view. But I was I'm so into it. Like I'm so yeah. into everything. Like, is it maybe it's because it's like well acted and well produced and you don't get to see that often with C dramas, I feel. Even with the super popular ones, like Yes, they'll have like attractive people, but like it's not often very well acted or like mm-hmm. plot wise well produced or something. But this one feels like it's very well produced. So like we start off with like seeing him in the airplane, and then like this person is like leaning over and he's like, "Oh, what do you work?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I do head hunting or whatever." And he ends up in his city, and then it's like you see like the stalking elements and like all that stuff. So each person has their own storyline. So like, um, Anjing and what's his name? Zhang. No, uh, the other Dameng. Dumeng, so Dumeng, Anjing Dumeng, and Dumeng, yeah. they they work together at the and the this on this team, and they were like following behind this guy, whatever. And then Masheng turns up, and he gets re- he was like, oh, he's from like corporate, basically, right? So he's from like the national team. So then they all decide that they have to work together, and it turns out that Masheng and Anjing went to the high school together, and mm. they actually did college, and then she disappeared. She disappeared when they dated in college and for 10 years. And he was like, yo, I looked for you for three years. I didn't know where you were. Um, And then she was just like, let's just talk about like business. Like this is what it should be business, whatever. And it's like, it's very subtle on the, like the romance is not like in your face. It's it's very Mm. much like a subtle slow burn type thing. But the chemistry that the cast has just makes up for it, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, you don't need it to be, like, super romantic. So, like, even with their, like, little romance story that they have going on, like, 
you know that so like one of the reasons why well I don't know for sure because I'm only on episode 12 and there's like 47 episodes but (laughs) one of the things was that like it seems like the reason why she left her like Dumang is the only one who knows the real reason why she ended up leaving her like leaving college but it seems like it had something to do with her mom where like maybe her dad had passed away or something and her mom was because like they showed scenes of her mom like in a mental hospital and like yelling Ah. at people and cussing and then like um she because like ma shang he's like he's 100 laying it out bare he's just like i like you still like i still like you he was like i liked you back when we were in college i liked the venue he was like he was like but i like the you now too like i like this this independent lovely like bold yeah. woman that I'm seeing that's working hard and doing everything. He's like, I like you now here. And he confessed to her. And then she was like, gonna respond to him. And then she remembered like whatever the incident was from the past. And then she like was like, let's not talk about this. We're dealing with work only. And then he was like, okay. He was just like, okay, fine. Okay. And then like, <laughs> he he's working as like a director at this company. But he, so like, even though her team is like investigating like this company or whatever because he's undercover they don't know that he's also a part of the team so they so her team finds him to be very suspicious because they're Uh like oh is they're like how did he get in when it was like a secret like thing they were like how how did he get in like it's uh it's honestly just so good like it's so interesting and then daisy dies character she oh my god she definitely stole the show away from anjing for like the first few first bit because like her father is like the former president of this the company right one of the companies Mm -hmm. that are doing like the secret thing and she had like a best friend a best friend and i kid you not Nat. the minute i saw that best friend and fiance i was like they fucking and (laughs) sure enough i was like sure enough by the end of the episode you found out they was fucking <laughs> and because it turns out that like the best like her best friend was, is also like an undercover spy that like befriended her for like <gasps> two years and was Yikes. sleeping with the fiance and then like the fiance got caught when he was doing all his espionage thing and so then and then they framed him to make it look like it was a suicide but it was actually a murder and so then daisy like there's just like this one scene where she was like She's like, you know, I miss him so much. And she was like, no, I have to go home. So then she like is like leaving like her apart, like leaving her parents' apartment to go back to her other to her home. And her little sister was there. And the floral, like the bridal shop gives her a call. And the bridal shop is like, Oh, we have your wedding dress ready. Are you ready to pick it up? And she just breaks down. She literally just like drops the phone, crumbles to the ground and starts breaking down. And then I was like, oh, I was like, damn, I kind of want her to fall in love with Ma Sheng though. So that I, so that it can like light a fire under Jing. And I was like, it's not going to work. I was like, it's not going to work if she's still hung up on the ex because she don't know he was cheating on her. (laughs) But alas, she found out that, hey, this guy is not actually so innocent. And hey, my father is not so innocent either. Of course. So like her course. father and the and her father and the guy have been working together to like kind of do some smuggling and shit. And so then she gets pulled into it because like even though the father like retired so that he didn't have to do any of that. 
the person who's blackmailing the father was like, oh, you need to pay for the sins of your father. So then she gets pulled into this. So then in the most recent episode that I watched, which is, there's still, like, I think there's like maybe like eight more episodes now that have been subbed. But in the most recent yeah. episode that I watched on Sunday, it was that she she and she went to the brewer to like be like, hey, like I am being coerced and I didn't want him to follow me, but we need to figure something out. Like we need to work together so that we can take down this person. So I like I don't know. I like it so far. Like I really, really do. I'm yeah, just I something I'd be interested in too. So it's really good. Yeah. Like it's actually really good. Like I told you, like I was I was one hundred percent pretending, preparing to be like this show is so good, even though it was boring as fuck. But it's so good. Like I'm actually like I every time I put on an episode, yeah. I just keep watching. I can't like I have to keep watching because I just want to know. And even with like all of the espionage stuff, it doesn't feel yeah. like overbearing and stuff. Like yes, I do glaze over a little bit just because like I don't understand <laughs> what these words mean. But yeah. it's not like it's not like a glaze over like oh this is boring I don't want to talk about yeah. it. it's just like a I don't know what this stuff is and then yeah. shout out to his parents his mom is just like please get a wife like she's like can you please date someone so his his mom was like hmm you know his ex girlfriend because so his father ended up getting like investigated too because his father mm. and like Daisy D's character's father are really good work together so he got investigated. yeah. Yeah, so he got investigated a little bit. And so then Ajeng showed up at his house. And then the mom was like, you know, she looks like his ex-girlfriend from college. And so she goes and, like, digs it up. And then she's like, fine. She was like, it is her. So then when she came back to be, like, to tell him that they were, like, off the investigation, yeah. his mom, he, he comes back and he's like, um, he comes home. And she was like, I, I texted you not to come home. And she was like, I didn't know that you were here. I didn't get the message until I got to the door. <laughs> and then the mom was like, didn't you guys used to date in college? You know, he's still single. <laughs> like, so funny. But yeah, like it. So That's cute. After spending a half an hour, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you're very passionate. It has motivated me to want to look it up. So um, I definitely have a Wikipedia page open and, for and Storm Eye. Yeah, he's, he's also actually going to be. He's his other drama is air is airing right now too. It's called Rattan, oh. um, and it is uh, kind of like a fantasy. It's a high fantasy. It seems to be very much a fantasy drama where there's this. I'll talk about it more obviously the next time we record, but because obviously I'm gonna watch it. But she's like a demon, and she got like killed, and his blood resurrected her. So then they ended up being binded together, and so they have mm. to like going through the mystery of why, like who killed her, what happened, all that stuff. So I'm pretty okay. excited to start that one. Soon. It looks like it already started. It aired on it March eighth. Okay. Yeah, it did, um, but there were no subs. They didn't yeah. start subbing until like um, today. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Okay, I will open a page for that because that also looks very interesting. Uh, but okay, so I guess we can move on to the stuff we're watching together. Yes. Which is Hello Me. We watched um, episode, we're pretty much caught up to last week's episode. You watched yesterday's episode and some of yeah. today's episode. But I only watched yeah. episode, um, what would that make it? At the time like, that this recording, yeah. So at the time that this recording is going to be posted, um, there, it would have been eight episodes in, but I'm up to seven and that's on six. 
Yes, yes, yes. And I am still enjoying Hello Me. I think it's like- Me too. I think it's so funny. The only thing that I will say about Hello Me that is only like a bit annoying for me is Honey, like the main character, Ben Honey, her her decision making. Like it's just (laughs) like, like, okay. So impulsive. She's so impulsive. And then, like, I think when she was talking to Jian, her friend, and she kept mm-hmm. saying, Mia Ne, Mia Ne, and all this stuff. And Jian's like, Can you stop saying that? I was like, Yes, please, yeah. somebody, somebody say it to her because she is always apologizing and ready to give up. And, like, bitch, do better. Stop. Like, <laughs> when she was taping together those snacks i was like okay yes. first of all you know that's important right you know that's there to keep your job i right? was like why would she try to do that i was literally i was just like girl like for me the the one thing that's just getting on my nerves is the choices that little honey makes so 17 year old honey well. and like i know i mean she's stupid i know so right I'm like, I know, I'm like i know like every time i get annoyed i have to keep reminding myself nikki she's only 17 but like <laughs> she's still a little like you know you're not in like you know you're Your in world. the future yeah like I'll, oh wait never mind i think that was last episode okay never mind i was gonna say something but i was like wait i think that was like episode seven so never mind <laughs> but we're gonna discuss this when you watch it you better text me when you see because i know you're gonna you are absolutely going to say something about this scene okay so basically so far um it's funny how everybody assumes that's her daughter even though she looks identical like i but i mean I mean, what's easier to believe though? That's true. It's no, no, my seventeen-year-old self. <laughs> I get that. I I do have a feeling though that her mom and her grandmother are going to know, like right off the yes. bat, that it's not her her sibling. Um, but well, whenever they meet her, yeah, whenever they meet her, because it seems like the grandmother always um, already senses that she's there. I will say that I have a very childish dream for this drama, and that the father doesn't die in the future, in like the past. But I the thing of, is, I know it has to that's happen. That's what I would want too. But like the thing yeah. is, it has to happen, right? Or else, like our entire future would be not like, what it completely is. Different. Yeah, yeah. So like that's what I keep thinking too, because I'm like, obviously, like he has to die, which is sad, because I kind of don't, yeah. I don't want him to. I don't but, want like, him to die either. But when her, when her sister was like trying to blame her, I'm like, okay, yeah, what she did was stupid, you know, jumping out the car and stuff like that. Okay, but that's she... my next thing that okay. Oh, that's my okay. next thing that I'm having a problem that I have a problem with because like yeah. I remember like this is 20 years. Like it's been 20 years. You yeah. guys did not go to therapy. Like you didn't figure your shit out you in know. 20 years. Like the same yeah. thing. Like the sister blaming her for the father's death. It's been 20- like I can understand if it's only been like four years five years yeah. you know what i'm saying like 20, 20 that is a whole child that is a whole that is a old young adult 20 years and so even like when jihan was um like you know feeling getting like having that animosity and jealousy to yeah. her, towards her i was like 20 years and i'm like jihan come on now look at her and look at you look at the level like that was like She's the epitome of peaked in high school right now. You yeah. are you are married to the 
the um, nephew of the CEO. Like, <laughs> I mean, granted, yeah. Honey's about to go be married to the son <laughs> of the CEO, but she don't know that yet. <laughs> she don't. She don't. But also, like, it's it is like okay. So Honey is definitely you know, the cheerleader that peaked in high school who never went farther than that. Um, and then the people who were closest to her, her sister and her best friend, they're both doing so much better than her, but they can't mm-hmm. let go of that mm-hmm. jealousy and resentment. And it's just like it's so like 20 years. Yeah. Like I literally, like, okay. under- like I literally can yeah. understand if it was like five years, 10 yeah. years, but 20 years. And they haven't let it go. Like I was on Facebook yesterday or earlier this week, for the first time in years, okay? I honestly mm-hmm. went in, I was thinking of deleting it, but I was like, oh, there's some nice old pictures on here that I don't have yet. You know, wait till I save it all to like an external hard drive and then I'll delete it, whatever. But I literally, I had so many friend requests, so I just accepted them all. I literally don't even know most of these people, but I wanted just to clear <laughs> notifications at this point. So I just accepted it. Like, I mean, I didn't have a bad high school experience either. So maybe it's different for people who had really bad negative high school experiences. Like clearly like these two did. And obviously like Honey shouldn't have said like to Jian, like you were an orphan. You know, what do you know about losing parents? Like I totally get why she wouldn't have said that. Yeah, I totally get it. But I do think at the end of the day, it's like, you have so much lived experience at this point. Like you're 37, you know, um, her sister's older. Like you guys definitely have a good life. You're respected. You have such you're a better self- life. You have self-respect. Like clearly like honey, like she has not gotten over her father's death, mostly because no. her sister doesn't like, won't stop reminding her that she's the, she's to blame. It looks like her but mom does it. And her, her, her grandmother and her does. grandmother. The, yeah. Everyone in her family. Yeah, but I feel like her mom doesn't really blame her as much, but her grandmother, mm-hmm. it seems like it's tied to her dementia. So mm-hmm. there is that. Like, that scene was rough, yo. When little honey was watching yes. her get beat down by her, I was like, oh my yeah, God. Like, this it was, was very... it was really hard to watch. Um, but I do like that um, What's-His-Face likes her, and, like, it's clear that he likes her. Like, did you see the lunchroom scene? <laughs> Those girls came up and were like, uh, so can I get some? Yes, meat? Yep. And he's like, <laughs> he's, he's like, like, no, only you, one. No. Do you pay the bills here to be asking for anything? Like, no. Like, I don't think one. so. And then as soon as she comes up, only three, like, only three lettuce wraps. Yes. <laughs> and then she comes up and he's like, oh, it's you. Okay. So you want everything here? Like, I'll just. You know what? You sit down. I will bring it to you. Okay? Yeah. Like, like, it was so I like funny. It. Like, he's, he's himbo simp, and we stand it, right? Like, yeah, he's just, like, can. a himbo simp. Like, he's, yeah. he's, 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 he's making me smile. And then even Anthony is, like, he's just, like, ridiculous. Anthony he's just, like, so a funny. ridiculous person. <laughs> he's so ridiculous. <laughs> like, and the fact that they, like, they met to, to sell, like, high-end goods and (laughs) like i need i need i need money for the camera for the bus ride home and and like like, oh my god i like even yeah i like i like i like their the the vibe that they have right now and i like that it's not a triangle like a forced triangle i like that everybody's sort of like connected but it's not necessarily like 
they need to be in these romantic parameters. Everybody basically is trying to figure their shit out at this point, you know? And um, Honey seems like she's getting better. You know, she's she's getting a little bit more of the old Honey stuff. And uh, we'll see how that goes. But I actually am really much enjoying it. So I like it. And then we watched... Okay. <laughs> I was going to say it's something like and I was like... I was going to say oh, something but then I was okay. like... Mm. I was like, no, I think that happened like last episode, so I shouldn't. Oh, so I, okay. I'm not sure if it happened last episode or not, so I won't say it. But okay. we'll, when you get caught up, message me because yes. we need to discuss this. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, so um, we're also watching. He is psychometric. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. are you okay? So I am, watch- I've watched four episodes. Yeah, are you enjoying it? I am. I am enjoying it a lot, actually. I am um, surprisingly enjoying it, too. I wasn't expecting The it. only issue that I'm yeah. having right now is I there's no chemistry between Jin Young and Yeon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I thought I was the only one who noticed it. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of okay, I'm glad okay. yeah, we're on the same, same page. You know, like, literally, I was watching it, and I'm like, okay. Is it because I kind of have a crush on Jin Young or am I not seeing any chemistry at all? Like, is that like an objective opinion? And it's good to hear that it is an objective opinion because like I'm watching <laughs> that together and I'm just like, he, it's like, he's putting the work in and she's not doing anything. She's like a, gr- a blank wall. So here's the thing, right? I've yeah. watched Shin Ye Hun in, um, in More Than Friends, right? And the, the problem that I'm having right now is that her line delivery of this police character is the yes. same line delivery and everything of the character from More Than Friends. And then also she just had way more chemistry in More Than Friends with An Sing Woo than she did, does here too. So yeah. I'm just like, it's like, it's just really hard. It's like, I like everything else right now. Like I'm yeah. really enjoying, like even um, Desam and the lawyer guy. Yes. I'm actually really into this ship and I want to see how it's gonna so, go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think I was actually spoiled on this drama when I watched those friggin' Got Today episodes. Um, because um, Mark and Jin Young I don't know about anything. I don't know anything yeah, yeah. about the drama. They talked about the drama and Mark, I think, was confused so Jin Young was, ex- Jin Young was explaining it to him. And at the time I was watching it, I didn't think anything because I never thought I'd watch this drama. So it was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I was watching the Got Today episodes again the other day and I was like, wait a minute. Are they talking about he is psychometric? Cause um, but <laughs> I honestly don't know. So and I and like they didn't really say names. They were kind of just like like this is what happens because of this. And like he was like, oh yeah, and like they were kind of like just talking mm-hmm. like like without really saying any names. So I'm hoping that I wasn't spoiled. Um, but yes, I do think I hope. I first like of all, it they, so far. They don't do a triangle with um. Uh, Leon, yeah, Juin and and Sungmo. I hope they don't do a, a triangle because they kind of made think it seem like will. she had a crush with him on him, like in the beginning yes, when she found that he was I'm her sponsor. Sure she's gonna, but I'm pretty sure she's gonna fall in love with 
Jin Young. And I only yeah. the reason why I said I'm pretty sure is because Wikipedia said it. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so a summary of this. So he is psychometric. It's basically about after losing his parents in a fire, Leanne acquires the power of psychometry, the ability to read a person or an object's past through psych through physical contact. And he decides to use it to take down bad people. While he does not know how to control his power yet, he meets Yu uh, Yoon Jae-in, who tries her best to hide her painful secrets. Together with his foster guardian, prosecutor Kang Sung-woo, and the latter's colleague, investigator Eun Ji-soo, they team up to solve an elusive case that has been haunting the lives of An Sung-woo and Jae-in. The case revolves around the life of prosecutor Kang's mother and father, who were the main cause of the fire. Okay, spoiler. Oh my oh my god. Uh Jay In and Leon <laughs> each other through their past, present, and future and find the culprit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> my drama list. <laughs> it's okay. Wikipedia did the same thing. When the, that's why I told you I know that she falls in love with him. Yeah. Because well, I mean that's obvious. Like, it's a drama. Yeah. It's a drama. But yeah, I do agree. They don't have any chemistry. And I was watching it like, um, no one, and you know, but funny, I, still... I, read, mm-hmm. I had read an article no, was... where they, when it came to like a kiss scene between the two of them, the director had to like tell them how to do it. And I was like, yeah, that's not a good sign. <laughs> like, Wait, what? Like, you know what's okay. Yeah. Not, we're not going to compare it, but we are going to yes. compare it because in more than friends, Yes. They literally just, they were kissing so much behind the scenes that the director had to be like, we said stop. <laughs> but no, I really, really like it. Like, I, I didn't think I was going to like it, but I'm like super, like, I am very much interested in what's happening. Like, Me too. I'm like interested I know. in the mystery. And I think the mystery, yeah. that that's, I think that's what is grabbing me now with, um, TV shows, like, with dramas, because, like, I haven't finished um, a couple dramas that I've been watching, and I think it's because I'm in the mood for, like, mystery or, like, you know, like, something with a arcane, like, an overarching theme that is not romance. I think that's what I'm yeah. in the mood for watching right now. Yeah, rom- that romance sense. on the side is great, but I feel like, like, I think that's actually the problem, too, with... um. Fushigi Yugi is that the romance is so much of what the story of the story that it, and they it never gave us give it time to develop really and, like develop yeah, it really similar, well. right exactly so basically now in episode four there's a time skip um so they're adults yeah. which is great um stupid I'm sorry yeah no the two time years. Skip is how did she yeah. become now how did she become like a, a, a police <laughs> officer in two I know, I know, I know, I know. I, you know, honestly, by that point, I was like, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I don't care. <laughs> you know, like, I still want to know what's going to happen with this story. And, like, you know, knowing that her dad was the one who pretty much saved them all and he's in jail yeah. and, like, all the stuff that's going yeah, on. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's like it has a good mystery that I'm very much interested in figuring yeah. out and understanding so i am definitely gonna keep it even though you call me a quitter and say i dropped it look do you know there's a complete different <laughs> response to this than it is lost romance do you realize do you realize 
Well, do you realize? Go on record right now and tell everyone that from the very first episode of Floss Romance, I was like, mm, this is not it for me. And look at this. Anyway, I will admit he has been consistent in knowing that she doesn't like a drama from what she does like. Okay, so um, Dave Bong, you know, um, Anne's best friend, ready mm-hmm. to be a stepdaddy is the first See, thing that's, that I yes, that's also <laughs> another, like, that's what I'm saying. That's like another yeah. thread that I'm super interested in. Like, I want to know there's like what's going to be their story and stuff like that. Yes, so, yes. I, don't know. I think I like it. And then when the stepbrother or whatever dropped, I was like, he dropped this kid at the orphanage and never visited. Like, what? Like, that was actually kind of mm-hmm. shocking to me. I was like, because I assumed that he had, like, raised him or they grew up together. To know that the man said, um, so um, I'm going to go off to school and study and get a job and you will stay here. And so when they got back together, I was emotional. I was like, this is so sweet. Um and then I wrote, why is this man so bad at psychometry? Because <laughs> he's so bad. Because he doesn't know. Remember, his, he's not, he, yeah. he only sees, like, the item, like, as the yeah. item. He's not, like, thinking of them. Making the yeah, he's, thread. He's so horrible. Like, like I, wrote, I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote, LOL, he's a himbo. Because, <laughs> like, at this point, he literally is. He, is a, he knows nothing. Like, even when they were, like, when she, when, when she was, like, when she was, like, yeah, you know, the body flew downstream. Yeah. Um, because of, like, the gas and all that stuff. And he was, like, she was, like, you don't know what I'm saying, do you? And he was, like, no. Like, he knows nothing. He absolutely, like, he is literally a himbo. Like, he's stupid. Absolutely. But adorable. So, I, I'm enjoying And I like the way he teased, when he was teasing Dasum, and he, she was like, yeah. that. that's also the reason why I ended up craving fried chicken, right? Because I watched this episode on, like, Tuesday, and ever since then, I was like, I want fried chicken. But um, when <laughs> he was like, oh, you, you're dressed so nicely. And then he's like, he knows you like him. It's like, really, you had the confidence to confess again after getting rejected <laughs> like i was like dogpiling on her i was like i was like why is she not beating his ass right now like why is she just not <laughs> you know what's so funny yeah the entire time i was watching it like when i started watching it i was like oh she looks like daysome i was like i'm like oh why does she look like daysome so much and i was like yeah is it daysome so then i went when i looked and i was like oh it is daysome <laughs> <laughs> yes, Daysome, the maknae of Sistar is is she's doing a good job. I think everybody's doing a really good she's job. Doing a good I job. actually I'm surprised. Yeah, and yeah. you know what's funny? Like I like her relationship with her father too. So it seems like her father is like her father is like, you need to get married. Like I don't want you to be a detective anymore. In this get career. married. Yeah. <laughs> and it's but, the crazy thing anyways, is she's like so it. good at it. Yeah, so that's why I kind of don't get it that he's forcing her to get her, married and get even, out. Like everyone, everyone is so nice because even her, like um, the the coroner, like the mortician, the coroner, and she when yes. she was like, "Damn, I must." Um, she was like, "What the fuck did I do?" Well, she didn't say what the fuck, but she was like, "What the hell did I do in the previous life to have <laughs> to be doing this for <laughs> my living now?" And she had to like, she was like, "I hate when bodies are like drowned or whatever." She's funny too. Yeah, because it smells so bad. But yes, it's definitely, I'm definitely enjoying it. Who knows, like, how the reveal will go? Because, like, I mean, it could, it could ruin everything for it everybody. Could ruin but everything. Yeah. 
But so far, I am enjoying it. I do agree. The mystery and with the romance on the side is the best thing. Zero chemistry between the leads. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Okay, we have we have um, 12 more episodes for them to get it right. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. <laughs> but it's fine. Okay, so yeah. books. So we had to read A Princess in Theory. Woo! Woo! Um, this is why Nat calls me a quitter because <laughs> I did not finish. In my defense, this book was about a woman in STEM and she was having a pretty shitty time. Absolutely. And I had a very shitty time as a woman in STEM this week. So I was not getting the escapism that I wanted from this. So I did not finish it but I didn't my I, I it's not it's not a book problem it's a me problem like it's not the yeah. book, it's me 100 yes so basically between grad school and multiple jobs Nalidi Smith doesn't have time for fairy tales dot 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 or patience for the constant emails claiming she's betrothed to an African prince sure right delete as a former foster kid, she's learned that the only thing she can depend on are herself and the scientific method, and a silly email won't convince her otherwise. Prince Thabiso is a sole heir to the throne of the Solo, shouldering the hopes of the parents and his people. At the top of their list, his marriage. Even dutiful, he tracks down his missing betrothed. When the lady mistakes the prince for a pauper, Thabiso can't resist the chance to experience life and love without the burden of the crown. The chemistry with them, between them is constant and ir irresistible, and flirty friendship quickly evolves into passionate nights but when the truth is revealed can a princess in theory become a princess ever after um i thought it was a cute novel i will agree me and nikki were like messaging each other like today and stuff like that about the book and um my problem with the novel i think is also the same as hers like i'm not a woman in stem in stem sorry but i am a woman in the world and I I felt like it wasn't as much of an escape as it could have been because it felt very realistic that she was getting microaggressions at work and she was getting gaslit at work and that she was working so hard for nothing and that um you know like like even the people like around them like the taxi driver who was like yeah you know I make shit working for these apps and I was a taxi driver, but like you had to pay a hundred grand for a license. So you weren't making any money anyways. And the prince was like, oh, I can't really relate, but it sounds like it's really bad. And then like the whole point of that conversation was like, well, you know, even though capitalism sucks, I have a wife at home who tells me about her day and we'll make our way eventually the American dream. And I was like, Ugh. yeah, I don't so know I about all of that. <laughs> So like I so I only made it yeah. like fifty percent mark, so um I didn't get all the way through. But I did have like a couple of things that I like highlighted as I was reading. And okay. so like one of the first ones was like when she I guess I the context is probably when she was talking um to someone, uh and I don't like Brian, her annoying coworker, I guess, or whatever. And then I highlighted it where she was like, that was the problem when you work twice as hard all the time, working at the average rate was slacking off. So yeah. she was talking about how like she did every, like she was always working twice as much, but then now that she's, she was back to doing just what her job required, they were like, oh, she's slacking off. She's and slacking I distinctively off. Yeah. wrote, 
I wrote, girl, that's why we're doing the bare minimum in 2021. Fuck white folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. yes i get that and then i also had a highlight where um what is this about let's see oh so she was once again she was still talking to like her the doctor and then she was like and she said being outwardly friendly while keeping people at a distance was second nature to letty she thought of it as her social um Phospholipid bilayer, flexible, dynamic, and designed to keep the important parts of herself separate from a possibly dangerous outside environment. And I was like, yep, that's me when it comes to work. <laughs> like, everyone would be like, oh, Nikki, you're so sweet. You're so nice. But, like, I really, I mean, I am sweet and nice, don't get me wrong. But, like, you yeah. know, it's whatever I present to them is what they feel. Um, you're about, really. It's like that shield, right? Yeah. And then, uh, let me see. I have a but Like, I guess I highlighted. So I guess this is why I was having a hard time, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, too much of it was just so very um, in my face of me just not really wanting to deal with this portion right now, you know? Yeah. No, I get that. So, I mean, I did read the whole thing. And the interesting thing is that I read um, one of the future books. Um, I think it was like, it wasn't a Duke. It wasn't a Prince on Paper. That's the next. Okay, so clearly I have all these books because I have a Prince on Paper, mm-hmm. which is one of the, and I read, I think it's like a Duke by default. I mean, I like the cover for that one. Okay, yeah, so too. the Prince on Paper, the, the cover is the reason why. So I was like, ooh, I want to read yes. it. So I was like, ooh, might I, maybe I'll just read it in order because I really like the cover. So that's why I yeah. was like, let me read a Prince in Theory first. Oh, here's another quote that I was like, okay, this is a little bit too wokey woke for me. So, okay. <laughs> um, Letty, when she was talking to Letty about like the, you know, when she was talking to him about, um, not Letty, when she was talking to the prince about the stuff, and then the he Bisa, said, yeah. uh, he was like, ha, huh, this is like the research indicating that a woman who speaks once or twice in a professional Yikes. or academic is seen as monopolizing the conversation. Tell yes. a coworker no once or twice and that is all he remembers of you i suppose and then like i like i like before we started recording i told you what happened at work like first thing monday morning for me this week so i was just like fuming because like that's literally how shit be and then here's something that made me roll my eyes (laughs) okay this is not related to the story this one made me roll my eyes Men had looked at Letty with lust in their eyes before. The way Jamal looked at her was something entirely new to her. No, that wasn't true. She's seen it before. It was a look on Charming's face when Sleeping Beauty's eyes fluttered ah, open. I remember that. that. Eric sported when he woke to find Ariel cradling him on the beach. It was a look that she thought only existed in Disney cartoons because it seemed so highly improbable that anyone would ever look at her that way. I mean, I totally understand it, you know, like, especially because, you know, she is a black woman and like that isn't really allowed. So I totally get it. But like those two scenes specifically, I I know exactly what you're talking about. The first one was when they were cooking together after he pretty much like lied and, and, you know, 
got the apartment from Mrs. Garcia and they were cooking together and she she was like kind of talking to they were talking and like he like got it all all of a sudden and I'm like this is the dude who just the other day like realized he doesn't say thank you when people hand him stuff like how the hell does he know this right like I don't get it um but and then like the the Disney thing like I got it you know like I love Sleeping Beauty myself so I know what look she's talking about it's cute it's fine I think for me what I got from this book was like it's crazy how Fabiso was able to do so much in New York just by giving people money and how much that helped people and, and saved their lives. Like he gave the real Jamal $20,000 and that probably covered what his school year, his school tuition, you know, allowing him to free him up for maybe like an unpaid internship or something like that. You know, he paid Mrs. Garcia, mm-hmm. not just to like go home, but like he gave a donation of a relief fund to her people so that, she, she was also helping them i was like i literally wrote like his donations are so sketchy because he's not doing he's not helping people because he wants to he's helping people because he wants to get to Naliti. and i was like this whole thing is kind of weird like i didn't really get it um do you mind spoilers as we go ahead no with this okay no no, no. so no, it's fine basically what happens is they do have sex whatever um her scholarship stuff kind of falls through. Uh, not her scholarship, her like fellowship or something falls through. Yeah, which, so she goes like back to him. Expected, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Which was so expected. she goes back to Fasola and then she connects with the motherland and her people. And she, um, you know, like there's that whole conspiracy because the finance minister, who is also her uncle, wants them basically to allow colonizers to come in and like dig up the land for money. And it, they kind of find out basically that he's the bad guy. And I mean, like I expected it because he was basically screaming like I'm the bad guy the whole time. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. yeah. And I knew and like they were trying to make it seem like there was a fucking plague and that's why she had to get there. But really it was that he was poisoning people and in in the hopes that they felt that the land itself was unworthy to live on so it would give them an excuse to to mine it and stuff like that i mean i did like that it did touch on like you know um neo imperialism and colonialism and mm-hmm. that it did mention that it's not just europe it's it's asia as well that is you know mm-hmm a part of that whole thing because people don't want to talk about it. Uh, and mm-hmm. I really like that, you know, it did touch on, you know, not just the whole like uh, idea that like they're threatening a prince because they want his land because they feel like they, they deserve it. But like that, he connected it to things like, you know, creating civil wars and, you know, um, um, military coups and things like that, that we know that, governments do in all of these countries in order to take over so i mean i thought it was like i I made a good i made a good call i made a good call yeah i mean like the reason why i say that though is not which is not a bad like i would definitely pick this series back up like later on just not right now because as you know for the for like five books in a row i had those themes that i was reading so realistic nature yeah yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I liked it. Like, I liked the yeah. re- writing style, and I yeah, enjoyed like what I saw. So, like, I definitely will give Alyssa Cole. Like, she there, she had a very popular mystery book that um she wrote last year. Although I'm mm. not in the mood to read it yet because that also um explored like gentrification of 
black neighborhoods so like i'm not in the mood to read about that right now yeah but i heard it was really good when no one's watching is what it's called oh yeah i remember that because i do follow her on instagram so i mean i read a duke in default already so i already knew about portia which was interesting um and i really did like portia's story um Mm -hmm. but it was actually really interesting seeing where she came from because like i felt like the book a duke in default didn't really touch on her alcoholism alcoholism and stuff like that as much and the fact that she wasn't as big a mess as that like it didn't really come across that way but in this book it gave a lot more context (laughs) i'm gonna read the prince on paper uh, mm-hmm. Because it does look like it's more. Yeah, we still need to read the book together. Oh, we're, aren't we going to do that? Um, oh, which Scarlet one are we doing? Street? On Dublin Street? On Dublin Street, On Dublin Street, yes. yes. Or Bethany. Which one are we doing? Are we doing oh. both? Or... No. Okay, I feel like we should do On Dublin, Dublin Street. Because we've definitely yeah. read, reread um, Bethany way too many times. Exactly. Okay, On exactly. Dublin Street. We're gonna read on Dublin Street. I'm very, very excited. Our I'm next actually recording. Also, yes, I'm you also read reading. Beautiful bastard, tell me about beautiful bastard. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> I, my book club met on Saturday, and we were reading Beautiful Bastard. So true story. I actually own Beautiful Bastard because we had done like a Secret Santa, and one of the members of my book club bought it, got it for me. Um, it is. Uh, it is such a bad book. Like, oh my God. Okay, first of all, um, so let me pull up like the summary because you like it's it definitely was it definitely so was pulling that thing. up. Yeah. I'm gonna give you guys give a shout out to a book that I finished. So I just finished yes. um Just As I Am, which is Cecilia Tyson's Rest in Peace, um, autobiography, and it is excellent. Like it was awesome. I cried a couple times, like I loved it. Would recommend. And then I was re- trying to read a book because I feel like I'm in a little bit of a reading slum. And so I was trying to read a nonsense book to get me out of it. And so someone recommended this book called Pink Pink Slip, which is basically and it's like basically a spy story about like this girl who like is in love with her boss and like her bosses, which is like a husband and wife. So it's basically like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And then okay. like the intern falls in love with them. Um, I thought I was gonna enjoy it more. I didn't. I only gave it, but I gave it three stars just because it had pegging, and I wanted to read more pegging books. So, <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> based on Goodreads, Beautiful Bastard is by Christina Lauren, who are two authors, and it's <laughs> originally started out as Twilight fan fiction called The Office. An ambitious intern, a perfectionist executive, and a whole lot of name-calling. Whip-smart, hardworking, and on her way to an MBA, Chloe Mills has only one problem, her boss, Bennett Ryan. He's exacting, blunt, inconsiderate, and completely irresistible, a beautiful bastard. Bennett has returned to Chicago from France to take a vital role in his family's massive media business. He never expected that the assistant who'd been helping him from abroad was the gorgeous, innocently provocative, completely infuriating creature he now has to see every day. Despite the rumors, he's never been one for workplace hookup. But Chloe's so tempting he's willing to bend the rule or outright smash them if it means he can have her all over the office. As their appetites for one another increases to a breaking point, Bennett and Chloe must decide exactly what they're willing to lose in order to win each other. Okay, so basically you read the book and 
first of all, I don't trust any man who has two first last names. I'm sorry, Bennett Ryan. I didn't trust him from the beginning. So he, <laughs> so <laughs> he's a jerk, like an outright asshole to her. Like, and she's just, you know, she's having a bad day. She comes in, whatever. She does a presentation because he makes her do all this extra work that day. And literally, like, I swear to God, it was five pages into this goddamn book. He's rubbing up against her. I was like, um, sir, that's sexual harassment in the workplace. You need to be fired. But of course, she's like, he's a jerk, but he's so hot. So let's see where this goes. And then, like, they tease each other, whatever. And then um, he rips her underwear. That's a thing with them. He keeps ripping her and keeping her underwear in his desk drawer, whatever. Um, and then basically they argue and then they fuck. They argue and then they fuck. And then they argue and then they fuck. And he, it's like oh, you, and it's from both line. of their perspectives on top of it. Yeah, it's on, it's from both of their perspectives on top of that. And oh, women God. writing men is always usually, like it's not always, but usually it's kind of weird because they make it like, he's like this, dude who has no brain it's like you know what it was it was like a childhood um crush where he is mean to her on the playground because he likes her but he doesn't want anybody to know so and he doesn't want anybody else to have her and then on top of that they literally have sex everywhere like how are you trying to keep this a secret if you're doing it in the dirty stairwell this makes sense of why it's so popular oh yeah absolutely there's I skipped actually, like, I want to say 95% of the sex scenes because they were just unappealing. Both, like, Do you know what the whole thing was unappealing. So, yeah. I didn't know it was Christina Lauren, but I read their book in the holidays because I thought it was going to be fun. And, like, people were like, oh, yeah, it's such a good Christmas book. Because, you know, when it was Christmas, I was, like, trying to read a Christmas themed book. And I thought the concept was interesting. You know, it was like a Groundhog Day type situation. She was so okay. fucking boring. It was so boring. Somebody was in my book so club actually recommended it. So I like they're like, you know, <laughs> back then, you know, they were everybody was really writing Twilight kind of stuff, which I can kind of get the feel like Twilight, mm-hmm. uh, not Twilight, but like um Fifty Shades of Grey. Like everybody was trying to write like that. So I totally get it. It really is a product of its time, but oh, it just yeah. felt like they weren't people. They were literally just like two people with one brain cell who were just fucking the whole time. That's literally what it was. They had no personality. They had no depth. Of course, she's an MBA student whose best friend works for Gucci. So she has a closet full of Gucci stuff because she gets it at discount. And of course, she only wears designer underwear on her intern salary. You know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was, I was reading this book. Like, is she, like, she's literally just a trope they just threw shit at. And they're like, you know this is this will be it this this is all we need i mean we don't need to do anything else we don't need to make them human beings we don't need to make it that they um you know that there's any real repercussions because it really wasn't any um she thinks that he is doesn't respect her um and so she quits and yeah my friend um claudia that was um she like she like she it's funny. So she read the book and she, she like, I trust her taste because te- we technically tend to like the same romance textbooks and she gave it one star and she was like, no one has a personality besides fucking. No one. What the hell That's is it. this garbage? Yeah. And not, this book has like four sequels. 
I don't understand it, but it was garbage. It literally oh, was just garbage. Well, like you said, it was the whole Fifty Shades of Grey thing. Yes, so it yes, was- yes. Yeah, I um, I mean, I read it. So next month, our book is going to be Beverly Jenkins' Tempest. Or Tempest. So that should be interesting. Um, There's a yeah, Beverly I'm Jenkins excited. book that I want to read. I forget which one it was, but there is one that I wanted to read. But you know, yeah. this is a good leeway into our freestyle topic. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so take it away, Matt. Yeah. Okay, so there was an article that I thought that was, you know, rather interesting. Uh, and it was about the 10 worst romance tropes ever. And it's from wonderforest.net. And basically, this was for last year's romantic vet February 2020. And basically, like, you know, they focus on all the good stuff. But, you know, in romance, there are some bad things. And so <laughs> these are the 10 worst. I do have to give some trigger warnings because because we are talking about the worst. Did you read the list? I read some of it, not all of them, but... Okay, um, well, there's I'm, still... I'm it up right now. Yeah. So there are difficult topics such as, you know, slavery, sex, sexual slavery, abusive relationships, manipulation, virgin sex, uh, graphic at that... Um, Rape, non-consensual sex, age gaps, and other dark, dark topics often present in mainstream adult romance. Uh, so, I mean, if any of those things are triggers for you, please stop listening. Um, we're not even going to get into it. We will probably just say it, you know, as we go through this list, just to sort of um, calm down um, as we continue. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is less that just needs to calm the F down. And this is the problem with Beautiful Bastard. Every single freaking chapter they were like having sex in like the changing room of La Perla. They were having sex in the stairwell. They were having sex on the desk. They were having sex in his office. They were having sex in his bathroom, like in, in his parents' bathroom. Like literally, that's all they did because they were always like. Apparently, they looked at each other and they were at a hundred, and they just needed to do it. And so she spent a lot of time walking around with no underwear, which I know was has to be uncomfortable like also if you know this man is ripping your underwear and keeping it just bring extras put them in like a plastic bag or whatever and have it in your purse at least then you know you're always wearing underwear makes sense makes sense but also yes so So, mm -hmm. well okay so for me um that is definitely an issue i have with certain books like if there are certain books that I read where I'm like, okay, this is going to be just about sex. I'm like, that's that's the entirety of it. Nothing else, whatever. Um, which is like, for example, Brutal Hair. I knew I was, I knew when I picked up that book that I was picking it up just to read the sex scenes. Like I was not caring about the story around the book. But then on the flip side, yeah. there are books where, why are you writing a 700 page book, Den of Vipers? Where it's just sex, nothing else. Yeah. Like, no personality, no character development, no story arc. And I think the author like, of this article... Keep that, makes like a, keep, that to a, keep that to, like, a 70-page novella. <laughs> like, 700 <laughs> pages of just sex and, like, nothing yeah. else. Absolutely no plot. Just, like, oh, every time you see him, you have to, like, tear off his clothes. Like, uh, gain some self-control, maybe? Actually, you're, it's really funny because the author of this article was basically like, 
for instance, if a character has to physically restrain himself from mounting another character, maybe there's more going on than physical traction and it's not self and it's not, and it's more about self-control really. And that makes sense. It's like, dude, like, like why, like that's beautiful bastard, a prime example, literally could not stop themselves any at any time and they were supposedly trying to keep it under wrap because she's his intern like what are you like what is even going on it was so stupid okay so the next one is slave fix slaves falling in love with their masters and then it says really with question mark and explanation mark uh an exclamation mark in parentheses um so yeah that's a hard no for me i don't like um, hard as of the no uh hardest of the no hardest yeah. of the no like I always like I've never been into those kidnap like kidnap stories and then they like no it's not for me <laughs> like I've always been so like and then like oh I bought you you're my property like I've always just never liked those like it's just always been so ugh. I just don't get it like okay I'll be upfront you know I don't actually mind sometimes power imbalances depending on how the story's written sometimes like i've seen examples where it kind of works um like who um talia hibbert has a novel where um she's a nanny you know and she like falls in love with the boss the kid the father of the kids like his wife is dead or whatever so it's not like a cheating fig or anything sort of like that but um you know there is a bit of a power imbalance there but it works because it, it is you know two people who are adults one and they always talk about consents like all the time so that's why that works for me but like a slave fic really like literally at that point you know they have no there's no room for them to consent so that is not consensual like that's just it point blank and i know like a lot of people are really into like you know pretending that in bed and stuff like that it's not for me okay, so that's it's the thing yeah. so slave fics only make sense in the context of a bdsm relationship yes yes that's the only place that they like but i i still don't like like i'm just i'm never comfortable like with that no i don't really it, like maybe because i'm what sorry <laughs> i have tried <laughs> a couple of like the like um rebecca weatherspoon writes some like sort of bdms kind of mm. stuff Mm -hmm. I'm not really into it. I don't know. I just don't like. I'm not really like depends, into that. It depends yeah. for me. It depends on what the type of story is. If that mm. makes sense. Okay, that makes like, sense. Because like I've I I there's BDSM fix that I've liked and BDSM fix that I've not liked. For example, Den of Vipers don't like that shit. Like and that's like and they 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 blanket it as being taboo and BDSM, but really it's just freaking like disgusting like it's just straight up like why are you shoving a water bottle up her anus like that's nasty uh, your face yeah exactly <laughs> but okay yeah now i get that it's why it's like 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 me like i won't like typically when i see like those fix that are like the slave fix or like the like i said the kidnap fix where it's like oh he kidnapped me, but now I am his slave, and I was his slave, and now I belong to him. And I'm just like, it kind of reminds me of like those chic, you know, Arab prince novels that white women mm -hmm. really like. Um, 
I know like a lot and you know, it's funny. And like, even like the Italian secret mistress from Harlequin and stuff like that kind of have sort of reeks of that in some ways too. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like there's, it's definitely for people who like specific stories of a specific era. I'm not one of those people. So the next one is condescending pet names. Um, I really don't like pet names in general. Um, so I don't, but I can't really think of any that mm. I really dislike or really that I about, like. Not her talking about Pachanora from Hush. Oh God, talk about the the high school memories. Not even high school. I think I was. Yeah, no, I was in high school. I was like, I was in like the seventh or eighth grade. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Hush Hush Saga. I've never read. I don't even know what that is. But okay. Oh God, it's um, okay. you've lived the best life. Okay, Was the next So omitting the first kiss altogether is people do that? Like do they not understand the power of the first kiss? Wait, I'm so I guess Me either. Do Me too. Do people do that? There's no examples here. I need an example of that. I need an example of that because I've never read a book where like the first kiss wasn't like a thing that, you know, was held up into the light where it deserves to be, you know, like I just, I don't get it. Um, The next one trigger warning is a painful bloody. Yeah. I, I lied, guys. I was not, like, in the 7th or 8th grade. I was actually much older. <laughs> it just feels like it was. <laughs> it was really bad. Like, I was in the 10th and 11th grade. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the next one Wait. is virgin sex being um, a lot of things that people, women, would find unrealistic in some ways. Um, because then, it's written by a mix. It's male right yeah yeah uneducated male writers who are writing it but we also know male writers generally don't understand you know Anything, general yeah. anatomy and like <laughs> but okay but this is also the so this is like i guess on the counter to that trope is lately a lot of people have been saying how especially in historical romances how they brush over that entire thing that entire yes of the thing to be like yes. oh they had sex and she comes like right away <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it's like how realistic is that but I'm like but you're not yeah. reading for real realism though like you're not reading no. these for like how realistic is it that she's she was dressing up as a man and then like her bro- like no these are not realistic either but no i definitely I- agree with like the, when I don't read books by male authors. I'm gonna be honest. Like I don't read like romance. I don't either, actually. By male authors, but like I'll read like a uh, autobiography by a male author or like a like a fiction type something. But like romance, I don't read romance by male authors because like they just write in a way that's just like my big ginormous breasts sway every time I walk, like. <laughs> They write like anime um mangaka and mangakas draw women. Like that's how they write yes. them. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So where basically like the cleavage is a huge valley and they're 
tits flop in like <laughs> alternating Lee through the breeze and shit. Like it's crazy. But I do, I do agree. Like the thing is like, it's a different, like it's different for everybody. So obviously you can't write, like there's not going to be one option that is like the standard for everybody, mm-hmm. but also, and like, okay. So I understand that you have to have realism in some ways because you don't you also don't want a whole generation of women to expect one thing mm-hmm. you know because they only read these historical romances and it's like not that they at all they think that when they they hop on simon's dick he's gonna make them come <laughs> in like two minutes you yeah, know he's yeah, probably yeah. gonna jack you and you're gonna be like what <laughs> so i mean like i feel like there is a balance that needs to be had but i definitely feel like it should be in the hands of female writers because they just generally understand Mm -hmm. what we need to read and what's important for us to read um and so i really i agree with that so next is the naive girl stupid girl and this is our least favorite trope because i feel like every time we watch something we're like this girl is a dumb bitch why is she a dumb bitch (laughs) the whole time <laughs> so this is why i can't like bully romances because yes. she like the, the the female lead is always just so stupid and naive yeah. and i'm like i can't do it but there's like this author who says she's writing a bully romance but it's the opposite where it's the female lead that's the bully so i'm interested in i'm going to check it out even though i know i don't like bully romances i'm still gonna check it out because i want to see what difference she's bringing to this genre by making the female lead be the bully so i want to see how that's gonna work within the context of her story like yes. is the male lead still gonna be like a wimpy person? He's gonna be a naive. Simp. Yeah. We'll see. Like, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'll let you know. Uh, I don't really like bully um the bully drama either, but I do agree with this person who wrote this article because they're like, we call them naive because that's what people want to call them, but really the word is stupid. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. It's like when we we're talking about honey today too, right? And how like she makes poor decisions all the time, and then she just apologizes because she thinks like I'm I'm gonna get fired. I'm gonna people are gonna hate me anyways. Whatever. I'm just gonna like leave. And it's like no, bitch. Think and actually, you know, follow through. Like that's all we want. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. So blurring. This is a this is an AO3 problem. I would say. Blurring the line of consent is not okay and never should be considered sexy. And I say this is an AO3 problem because our tribe archive of our own is notorious for tags that say dubious consent. What the fuck is dubious consent? Yeah. Like, I, but it's not even just AO3 though because yeah, very popular, very very popular now. Um, TV show Bridgerton based on the Duke and I. We have a scene where it's rape. I know people are like, oh, it's dubious consent. I'm like, no, it's freaking rape. I don't care what anyone wants to say. He was drunk. She knew it. She got on top of him and she made him come inside her knowing that he did not want kids. That's rape. Yikes. Okay. Um, Okay. So, (laughs) well, I think that also ties into the next trope which is redeeming the abuser which is what jk Rowling tried to do with snape and it didn't work because that man <laughs> is a monster he, he spent seven okay, books but bullying I feel like kids I spoke to you. 
Wait, did we not talk about this where I say to you, like, what is wrong with the bad guy just being the damn bad guy? Like, why are we always trying to redeem the bad guy? Like, can't someone just be evil and just be evil? Like my hero, Maleficent. She is just a baddie. She doesn't give a shit. She said, look, you invited the guy who shines your shoes and you didn't invite me? Okay, your daughter's going to die. And she's laughs about it the whole movie i mean hero that's why she's my maleficent. hero throw back to one of her fr- our first episodes maleficent is the petty queen we should all aspire to be <laughs> it's really funny because people are always like uh you like maleficent a little too much and i'm like no i don't like her enough okay like exactly. she really is a little model okay <laughs> but like this is what i mean Snape is a prime, prime, prime example because Harry named his kid after this monster who spent years bullying people and literally being a Nazi. The only, the only thing, the only reason that he was playing the other side is because he was in love with Harry's mom. Literally. When she died, he didn't care about walking over the dead body of her husband, walking past her crying orphan son. He just walked over to her to hold her in his arms because he was sad about her passing. I was like, are you kidding me? This man is a monster. What is wrong with you? He is not a hero. Do not put his picture up next to other actual heroes who died, okay? Like, it's insane. But also, like, Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like, he attempted to rape Buffy. All of a sudden, he's a hero, okay? Um, who else do we have? You know, we, oh, I mean, everybody on the Vampire Diaries, let's be real. Yes, everything about it. But that's a good segue vampire yes. diaries is a good segue for the next one which is age gaps in age supernatural gaps. romance yes because um Listen, i don't okay i saw a tiktok and it was so funny i don't remember who did it but shout out to whoever the creator was but they yeah. were like he was like things that bother me with vampires or like things i don't believe like or dislike yeah. about like vampires or whatever and he was like first of all that these vampires are straight. It's like, you've been alive <laughs> for Absolutely. 200 plus years. And you're telling me that you only, you are completely heterosexual. You only had sex with, they were like, do you think that Claus only had sex with, <laughs> with women for as long as they've been alive? No, he definitely. <laughs> First of all, um, I am very sure that all the Michaelsons fucked each other just in general. like on the originals they had a variance that's just five like i'm just throwing that out there (laughs) and so he was like he was like he was like he was like i don't believe that vampires are straight there's no way you can be on this earth this long and only ever tried one thing no they're not straight they're all (laughs) they're they're all by and then he was like and second of all you mean to tell me that you want to spend the rest of your life going back to high school of all the different <laughs> he was like of all the different the different levels like you are 300 years old and you're gonna be like oh let me go pretend to be this 16 year old what is wrong with you you pervert he was going yeah edward off. yeah edward and Stephen. <laughs> i mean come right? on yes uh well okay I have to throw this out there because I am, you know, a Buffy and Angel fan and Angel is 321 years old and Buffy, when he meets Buffy, I mean, when he sees her for the first time, she's like 15 and then like when they start dating, she is 
17, 18. So it is sketchy. I mean, hello, I watched the show at 12. Okay. I'm sorry. Like, obviously I didn't see any problem with it at the time. But it's just like Goblin, right? Yeah. He was like, what, a thousand yeah. plus years old. Yeah. And she was in her uniform, school uniform the entire time. The, and I'm but just they, like. No, but this is the thing with Goblin. Okay. They aged her up only to turn her back into a high school student. That's what fucked me up. Okay. That <laughs> is where they went wrong because they aged her up knowing that we all had a problem with her being a high school student. And then they said, no, we're going to resurrect this bitch. Even though she sucked in the beginning, she sucked as an adult, and now she sucks as a resurrected human being, okay? Um, wait, there was another one that I was going to mention. Um, well, it's the same thing I have with Tale of the Nine Tale, too. Because, mm. like, when he met her, she was, a ch- like, she was probably, like, seven, eight years old. And so then he watched her grow up and fell in love with her, and I'm like... That's creepy. That is super creepy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> at least I would say that at least in the Korean Odyssey, like even though they met when they when she was a kid, they met again when she was an adult, and he didn't even recognize her. So it was more of them getting to know each other again. Like so, yeah. it wasn't like no, he this was watching like- her the whole time. Ew. No, like he grew up so like back this is like in the like before they like in the modern world. So like back in yeah. the old world. Like she met him when she was like seven and then they grew up and they fell in love as like she he was growing up while he was still a grown ass demon. And then in the modern world, he met her at like that age, like when she was eight again, but then he disappeared and didn't come back. But I still think it's creepy. And yeah. makes it work. They had no chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. I will say, okay, Rukia is like a thousand years old. Ichigo is like 15. I mean, I did want them to get together in the end because they looked like they were the same age. I'm sorry, people. Leave me alone, okay? I understand she is... (laughs) Anyways. But anyways. The next one. (laughs) No idea who the love interest actually is. You know what? I think we should con- we should also add not just that you don't have any idea who the love interest is, but also that the leads have no chemistry. Because um, I feel like those kind of tie together. Um, because if you're watching something and like Lucas and Peyton, they look like brother and sister, and they shouldn't be kissing each other. I mean, it's weird, right? But, like it's super super weird. Problem. This yeah. is why I don't like I don't like love triangle romances or love squares or anything like that because. I always root for the person who's not the lead. I don't like that shit. <laughs> like even like oh, even when like and like I hate second leads. Yeah. And I always I hate when I'm like when something's like, oh, it's a harem romance. Okay, harem means that everyone gets equal opportunity. Like, like why is one person getting all the attention? I also don't like that shit. I'm sorry. I I am a greedy ass person. There's no way that that would work for me. So I don't even want to read no, it. No, no, no. I only read I only read female horror romance. That's what I'm talking uh, about. Oh, okay. Um, it's a girl it. that has like multiple guys. But no, um, I just have really bad luck when it comes to to love triangles because I always pick the person that they don't end up with, and I don't like it. So that but was this my is more in a book. This is oh. more so with books, but 
Well, with oh, K-dramas you know and works? stuff. You know what works really well, which I have to sort of plug? Okay, so my nemesis, Love Alarm, is coming back in a couple of days. And <laughs> I have been, you know, very open about me the way that I hated how that season ended because I didn't expect it to end. I thought it was a regular romance Korean drama that had 16 episodes and we'd move on. And then it didn't happen like that. And so that is actually a really good example of not knowing who the love interest is because you really have no fucking idea. Like you kind of know that her and that guy who, you know, doesn't who probably needs some lip gloss for most of the run of the show yeah um you kind of have an idea they're supposed to be together but because the other guy is always just there and now because the memory issue and all the stuff that's going on you kind of have no idea what like what is this even about what is this story even about like i don't know i'm gonna watch it yes i'm gonna be here and i'm gonna complain about love alarm season two not just about how stupid it is but how much i love how stupid it is but i will be here like for me for me like when it comes to dramas and shows and stuff i like always try my best to not set my up myself up so like i'm like okay i know that this person is the male lead so don't even think about the second lead and then if i realize that i'm thinking about the second lead i'm like okay i can't watch this i can't yeah because like i'm just gonna it's just gonna crumble the foundation that's why i everything. stopped watching startup because i was just like <laughs> I, think everyone, I think everyone was very much into the second lead in startup i wouldn't know i had no, i never had any intentions to watch it i was just like Sunho? Was yes like, mm. but Sunho like, literally got his glow up through that yeah which is good which yeah. is good for yeah, him absolutely. I'm, glad that he, I'm glad that he became known but i was like yeah. mm, Susie and namju hook i'm like uh no no <laughs> honestly i felt nothing for them as well and i wasn't that interested in the story i mean only Sunho's character and the grandma like their familiar kind of family relationship was the only thing sort of making me stay and it wasn't enough. You should see him. Sorry, sorry. I'm going to interject. Just I'm going to plug something. So he did, you know how like Korea has their own version of like reading thirst tweets. Um, So he did a sort of like a YouTube. Yeah, it It was so adorable. A plus for everybody. But yeah, what were you going to say? I totally forgot now. You interrupted me. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i think that was the last one so is there any tropes that were maybe like not on the list that you thought should have been there um i don't know there's a lot that i dislike so (laughs) maybe it's more individual like taste than anything else than at that point right yeah okay i get that yeah um i mean yeah, I agreed basically with the whole entire list. I did have some caveats in the age gap section, but you know, it is what it is. We all have our own thing. I mean, for age gap romance, like there's like sometimes where I'm like, okay, and then sometimes where I'm like, no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Even with the supernatural ones, like context is important. If they look, yeah, context is important. Also, if they look younger, it's like, you know, yeah, it's like, eh. Well, like, with the romance that you like, the girl, the actress is like, I was looking at their ages. She was born in 86 and he was born in 93. So, I mean, technically in, yeah. in almost any other case, that would be like a Nuna romance, but it's not. But it's, it's not. But also yeah. like, 
he always he loves him some old ass bitches. I don't know what's wrong with him. He should step <laughs> up and come be. I'm just kidding. But no, Yangmi, yeah, Yangmi is like I think she's 35, and then he's yeah. like obviously 28. But, yeah. Um, she's all he's he was also with um Ariel Lynn in a drama, and they had like a 10 year gap, I believe. And it was funny because like Ariel Lynn looks so young, like her she looks the same as she did when she was like back in it and he was actually a super big fan of her so like Aww. him getting to act with her he was like super happy but um no what i was saying is like the age gap romance that kind of that bothers me a lot personally mm-hmm. are um like professors or teachers yeah with students like high especially high school yeah i'm just like that no especially when you hear like i think this is a thing right like when you have a difference in power and then you have such a huge age gap like you're compounding the consent problems you know at that point Mm -hmm. because it's like not only are you in a position above this person where you can dictate what they can and cannot do and like their livelihood in some cases but you're also like super old and you have all this lived experience on top of it like it doesn't like it's not it's not fair it's kind of the idea because you like if this person the younger person was at your age do you like would there be chemistry would there even be like a romance right especially like i hate especially in these situations when they talk about like oh you're so fresh and young and youthful and that's what i like about you because i'm like you could like that about anybody in that age group you're gross you know (laughs) so So gross yes yeah so this is a fun episode okay let's make goals for what we're gonna do next and we'll have it on here so we can keep ourselves no 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 that's horrible no you can do this this no you know this ruins everything if we record we let the people of soju hear this and then we have to stick to this no okay fine let's do it the plan so we are on record now I guess holding ourselves accountable for the next yes. episode. So yes. we shall be watching up to episode ten of Hello Me. Yes. We will be finishing He is Psychometric. Three more volumes of Fushigi, whatever. Oh, Lord help me. <laughs> um we're gonna watch Madoka Magica and we're gonna read on Dublin Street. Yes, so it is a packed house. And I guess if we have room, we could look for a porn wa, but I feel like we already have enough that's on the list so far. Yeah, so it depends on how far. Yeah, I feel like it depends on, like, if, like, next week we're like, um, so I finished almost everything here on this list, maybe. But I we'll yeah. see how that goes. I we'll feel like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes. So anyways, let's wrap this shit up. Anyways. Thank you guys for <laughs> spending your time. <laughs> what? I feel like as our episodes go on, we just get messier and messier and just sloppier with our lives. And it's fine. Guys, what? we're in a pendejo. <laughs> yeah. You know, this panorama is like ongoing. We're on almost a year anniversary since the initial lockdown yes. guys so this is just us unhinged at this point um but anyways yes <laughs> thank you for spending the time thank you for you know your attention i hope you enjoyed this episode we had a lot of fun clearly so <laughs> yeah i am nat and i'm nikki 
And this is Syllogy Chronicles. Peace, y'all. Bye. Bye.